0: And Welcome to Dark Concepts, a supernatural horror podcast written and read by me, Brian J. Cummings. Today's episode is going to be a little different. Um, It's going to be more of a state of the show kind of episode. I'm just going to basically just be talking about writing and what I'm reading and just kind of basically checking in and sharing what the hell I've been doing for the past month where I haven't been recording episodes Um, So the long and the short of it, I've just been writing a lot. Um, Last month, I finished up three, four short stories and a little over a third of the novel I'm working on. Um, Been doing that and just trying to try to live a lifestyle that isn't grinding me into the ground, as well as doing a full-time job and starting trade school. So, uh, so far, it's been... Kind of a challenge so but i'm I'm doing good. Um, the past month has taught me that I need to seriously learn how to better manage my time and all the while try not to beat myself up over whether or not I check all the boxes I want to in a day. This podcast is definitely one of them. Um, as of right now the episodes are going to arrive when they can until the end of April. I'm going to then try to regroup and be better prepared when I Come back in October. But uh, I had planned on starting a series of true historical stories covering some really dark and haunted history, which is awesome. It's like my favorite kind of podcast, but I decided it's best not to go down that road. Uh, Doing true history the way I want to do it would take a shit ton of time and would pull me even further away from the 900 novels I want to finish before, you know. I am eventually not here on this planet anymore. So yeah, like before writing and doing the podcasts and all this stuff, I never felt the need for the day to be twice as long as it is. It's a realization that got me thinking that perhaps I'm doing too many things <laughs> at the same time. And I'm sure quite a few of you can relate to that. So uh, too many things and not enough was getting done. So I scrapped the episode that I had worked on but I may put it out there at some point. And um, it's like, I feel it was a good episode with a great message, but we'll, we'll see. I'll, it'll probably come out at some point. So with that, I'm going to jump into basically just my writing process, how I go about my day. So I start at 3 a.m., which is kind of crazy. Um, at least on the week weekdays, I start at 3 a.m. primarily because I have to be usually at work at 6 in that um, initial hour first thing in the morning. It's just, it's what I need. I need to do something I thoroughly enjoy before I start the work day. That's just how I roll. So I get up, I make my coffee, and then I sit down and just try to drop into the mode of writing some dark stuff. Um, I try to get the gears going with a quick exercise exercise holy shit exercise of writing a two-sentence horror story it's the very first thing i do um i usually use these little i call them seeds they're just little quick blurbs that first thing that comes to mind that's just creepy so i write these down a lot of them are just absolutely fucking terrible but um they just they just get my mind going first thing um And I, if they are, you know, they're little seeds. I can just expound upon them and create, turn them into like a short story or even, even a novel. Some of them, some of them have turned into full fleshed out novel ideas, which is pretty awesome. But I always start that my day with one of those. And, um, once that's done, I jump immediately into where I left off on my short story um, I have a word count tracker on my, I have a bullet journal where I track my word counts each day. So I have a goal set aside for every, uh, everything I'm writing. Just a word count. It shows that I'm making some kind of progress. I don't really know why I feel the need to track the stuff the way I do. I just, it's just how my brain works. But um, I do 300 words minimum per day go into the short stories. And I don't move on to anything else until those... 300 words are down here lately. I've started to see just how just sitting down and just trying to get into the vibe of whatever you're, whatever you're writing is quite possibly the hardest part of writing. Um, just getting into the mode in that focus and flow is like super tough sometimes, but once it's there, man, um, there's 300 words come pretty damn quick and once i hit those 300 words i move right on to my primary work in progress and this is the ever-present novel that one of several that i keep jumping around through Um, before i had a word count uh, goal each day for like maybe 1200 words a day Uh, i've actually increased that to 2000 which is a lot, and it's a 2,000 minimum. And as of this recording, I've just passed 66,000 words, which by the week's end, I'm trying to get at least to 80, which would be great. But um, I'm hoping to have a logline for this novel at some point soon. But it is about a girl who survives a serial killer's rampage only to find herself a decade later haunted by him after he is executed. It's a dark fantasy and horror, and I'm digging it so far, though it is all over the damn place um I do write an outline, at least a rough one, but I do tend to scurry off into whacked out tangents and um, I used to hate that I did that. It was like a thing I was trying to like tamp down, like I need to stick to this outline. This is what the story is, but I just know damn well that I never would have found several of these little subplots that somehow magically tie directly back into the main plot in ways that I never would have been able to plan out in the beginning. It's kind of creepy when that sort of thing happens. And when it does, it's I just kind of sit back and I'm like, holy shit, I'm actually fucking doing this. It's fucking weird. But um, I know that if I did stick straight to an outline... I would have a story in the end, but it wouldn't be nearly as interesting as what I have going right now. And a lot of the little tangents are going to get cut in the e- the end of the draft, but at least I'll know the size of the boulder I'm working with in order to carve it down to something that looks like a story. And that's more streamlined and, you know, you can actually like tell what the hell it's about. <laughs> so at the end of the day, literally, um, I spent about two to three hours a day writing and I just... Man, I just secure all the little pockets I can as early as I can. Um, I do an hour at my desk first thing in the morning, and then I actually get to work, try to get to work a half hour early and write in my car, which is kinda weird. But it works. Like I park, <laughs> obviously. I put my phone up on my uh steering wheel and I have a little lap desk and a fold out Bluetooth keyboard, and that's I do that for a half hour and uh, any breaks I get during the day, I go out to my car. I have pulled the little keyboard back out, and even if I get like maybe 12 minutes to me, some of the best times I've ever had writing have been like these really short 12 minute, like 10 minute bursts. Like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. There have been plenty of times where I sat there and just stared at my screen for 10 minutes and felt awful about it but hey you know I showed up at the end of the day that's what that's what counts but um at the end of the yeah, also at the end of the day um, <laughs> those little pockets really do add up and it's it's pretty wild when that happens the uh, short stories I do not outline at all it's a uh, they're just pure stream of consciousness I've tried to outline them as well but I find myself deviating from them even more than I would a novel. Like it's almost a vehement disregard to any structure while I'm doing the short stories, which I find kind of funny. So yeah, um, with that, I'm going to switch gears to reading. So I try to read about a hundred books a year, but that number is, I count listening because my job, like I can, I listen to books all the time. And it's one of the primary ways I do get to reading as many books as I can. But um, as far as actual books physically read, I aim for at least 40 to 50 a year. And last month, as far as books actually physically read, um, it was kind of a bust. I did not finish one book physically read. I've actually tried to I try to read before bed and I last maybe less than a minute. Before I I just conk out, just so beat after the day. So but um I do carve out time to um, to read during the day as well. Um, I am just shy of finishing uh Paul Tremblay's Survivor song, which is pretty damn awesome. It's like I'm looking forward to uh reading Cabin at the end of the world, which is the movie that just came out recently by M. Night Shyamalan called Knock at the Cabin. I don't know why they changed the name, but I I felt like Paul's book's title is better, but that's just me. Survival... Holy crap. Survivor Song is about an outbreak of extremely virulent form of rabies that infects New England. It's really good, and I'm curious to see how it ends. I'm also partway through uh, Cassandra Call's horrifying short story collection called Breakable Things. I highly recommend that one as well. Even though I'm not done with it yet. Um, And as far as books listened to in January, there's uh, The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones, which I thought was fucking fantastic, as well as it was haunting. Um, Another one was uh, Daphne by Josh Mallerman. Another fantastic story about a ghost going around killing people. Which um, the tie ins with anxiety, I really felt in that story. Um, and the last book I listened to was, uh, take your turn, Teddy by Haley Newland, which was awesome. Um, there's this one scene (laughs) that always sticks out with me was the, uh, the one character kills a guy with a stick. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Um, I'm not going to ruin it, but that shit was visceral and, uh, metal as fuck. (laughs) And, um, it was narrated by Thomas Gloom, who has an awesome podcast, uh, into the gloom where he interviews horror authors. And I'm planning on checking out his books this year as well. Uh, So many, so many things to read. And there are tons of things that I want to get my hands on to read this month. One of them is uh, Grady Hendrix's How to Sell a Haunted House, which looks fantastic. I'm always down for a haunted house story, and especially when there's haunted dolls involved. And uh, Philip Fricasse's A Child Alone with Strangers is something I'm hearing is really fucking good. Speaking of which, I actually met Philip Ricassi and Paul Tremblay at uh, Necronomicon last year. That and the Merrimack Valley Halloween Book Festival, I think that's what it was called. Like, that was awesome, too. Like, I met a lot of people there that I met at the Necronomicon, which was, they were both fucking great. Um, It was really good, especially for a newbie author like myself. Everyone was super nice and chill and. I just can't wait to go back and do something like that again. Like getting out and talking with people that do this sort of thing is really good and important. So, yeah, um, switching gears yet again. Um, that's the writing and the reading. And now on to something that perhaps a few of you may be inclined to hear, a true ghost story. It's like, you know, I cannot put this thing to bed without talking about something paranormal. Um, So with this story, it is an older one, and it has stuck with me and is one of my go-tos whenever I'm somewhere where people are talking about ghosts. Whenever I incidentally bring up the topic of ghosts in a conversation and thus either make new friends or make people run away, which I'm good at doing both. So when this took place, I was 19 and I was driving home one night. And it was, there's this windy road in the town where I used to live in Delaware. And there was this one curve that's almost a dead on 90 degree turn. And if you're not careful, it will send you straight into the woods. Um, but I was driving by myself at this night and I see something up ahead. it looked like a dark figure just standing stock still against the side of the road. And I got my high beams on and not really focusing on the fact that I'm kind of being a dick just shining my high beams at this thing but i was trying to see what the hell i was looking at and it was completely black and absorbed like it just seemed to like take in the light and um it was just a shadow and i um the closer i get i'm maybe like 50 yards away from this thing and all i see i just see a straight shadow and I get right up close to it, and this thing is, see that it is not a person. There is a reason why in my ghost stories, in my in my horror stories, that the eyes of ghosts glow. And it's because of this fucking thing. It was pitch black, and the eyes were glowing. And um, I turn the car, and my eyes are still locked onto this thing. And it's just, I'm just equal parts perplexed, curious, and also freaking the fuck out. And to this day, with all the weird shit that has happened to me, I've never seen anything quite like this. It was definitely not a person. It was, yeah. Anyway, so I, I just got it. I get get home. I'm still kind of freaking out, but I was just all kind of giddy because I was like, holy shit, that was, that was awesome. But it was still really fucking scary. Anyway, um, I... My mom was there, and I told her about it. I immediately just, like, was like, holy shit, this thing happened. And she's like, oh, what curve was it on? And I told her, and she proceeds to tell me that a few years prior that um, a co-worker of hers, her son actually died in a car accident right there on that very curve. So, yeah, um, the thing that freaked me out the most about this Entity, whatever it was. It wasn't so much the eyes, though. That was really fucking weird. It was just how stock still it stood. like It was just unsettling how just, um, though it had, it did have three dimensions. And I saw it as I was driving rep, right up on it. I remember looking out my um, passenger door window and seeing that it was like five feet from the road and just like staring. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah that (laughs) it's creepy, man. But, uh, yeah, I was just waiting for this thing to just grab a hold and just hop on in. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was the, that's the ghost story for this one. Um, I hoped you liked this episode. It was, um, a little different, but again, I will be releasing stories soon. Once I get, once I get things back on track, it'll be a little spotty for a bit, I'm sure. But it, I'm hoping to be back more on a bi-weekly basis before the end of April, at least. Um, Also, if you want more of these kinds of episodes, just talking about writing and whatnot, just let me know. Um, I'm no authority by any means, uh, (laughs) but I have been doing it for quite a while and I do have some insight as to like how this process is and at least the creative aspect of it. Once you get into publishing and stuff, I completely know um, and if you're a writer and just want to talk shop, man, let me know. I'm I'm totally down for that. I'm always down, down to talk about writing or the craft and all that stuff. So um, I had a writer's group I was going to recently and the nights got changed. And now uh, it's on the nights that I'm going to this trade school class. So I have I'm not going to be able to rejoin until the summertime. So. I'm definitely down to talk about writing because I feel like I need to. Um, and I'm star- I'm actually working on starting a writer's group on Discord. And if anyone is a writer and they're interested in that sort of thing, let me know. Um, but anyway, I'm going to hang this one up. Uh, treat yourself right. And remember to keep a candle nearby. Because you never know when the lights will go out. At the moment, it is about a girl who survives a (laughs) serial. Holy shit.